0: Hi everybody, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, and in this session, I'm joined by Fuse, who will be talking to us about the future of work. I'm joined by three experts from the Fuse team. How about we get started with a round of introductions? So first of all, Chris, welcome.
1: Hey Rob, nice to be here. So I'm the CIO for Fuse, um, and if you're not familiar with Fuse, we're a a leader in the unified communication as a service um, vertical. We've been in the business for, for quite some time, and uh, our, our niche or our specialty, uh, we like to say, are you know, complex global uh, implementations of, of UCAS uh, and dealing with those types of customers.
0: Great. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Lisa.
1: Hey, Rob. My name is Lisa
2: Campo-Piano, and I'm joining you outside of Boston in our, in our home during this crisis. Um, I oversee our customer success and customer sales at Fuse, so um, my teams are dedicated and focused to our existing customer base. Uh, we're there to help them with anything from renewals and additional purchases to taking on additional escalations and, and really just making sure that we're there to uh, help our customers be as successful as possible with their Fuse solution.
0: Great, thanks Lisa and welcome. Uh, and finally, Dean. Thanks
3: Rob. Yeah, I'm Dean Holmes. I'm the director of product marketing here at Fuse. Uh, My team works on enabling the sales team. We work directly with product when they're releasing new features and functionality. Uh, We do deal with competitive intelligence, all the things you kind of expect from a product marketing team. Um, I've been in the unified communications industry before it was even called unified communications for 23 plus years. Uh, Everything from selling to implementing solutions, uh, contact centers, PBXs, video conferencing, etc. You name it. Um, so I've been around the industry for a long time, and, and and really been fascinated by the changes that we've that
0: we've seen. Great stuff. So, thanks very much for joining me. I'm really excited about this session. So I love the future work. It's it's, it's just one of my topics I really do enjoy. So it's it's great to have you all here, especially in my virtual meeting space today. It's kind of apt, isn't it, given the the topic? Um, so as we record this session, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic sweeps uh, the globe, stopping normal life for most of us. So. A question that is on every business leader's mind right now uh, is when will it return to normal? And uh, of course, most importantly, what does normal look like? So Chris, I think a great place to kick off uh, is kind of just recapping on the last decade and what, what has the workplace kind of been through and most importantly, what does it look like today?
1: Yeah. I mean, what we've been saying for some time now is, is the concept of work is really no longer about uh, a place uh, a place where you go. It's, it's about being as productive as possible from wherever you are, anywhere you are, you know, with any device that you have at your uh, disposal. Uh, also, uh, younger workers, um, entering the workspace over the last several years, they're demanding easier to use, you know, seamless digital solutions to enhance, uh, their communications and their product productivity. Um, because frankly, they have these tools uh, at their disposal outside the office. So when they come into the office, they expect that same level of productivity, that ease of use, that seamless, seamlessness that they get outside the office. And even before uh, the COVID-19 crisis um, has hit, you know, more and more companies have been incorporating you know, flexible jobs, uh, remote work, into their businesses as a response to this increasing uh, distributed workforce. Um, So more and more distributed workforce, you know, demand for ease of use, demand for seamlessness about the digital solutions that the workforce is using are all trends that we've seen coming and increasingly happening over the last several years. So it's no wonder that you know, remote or flexible work is, has been on the rise again, even before the pandemic hit um, something else. We, we commissioned a a recent study that, that basically echoed the fact that, uh, you know, 83% of the workforce uh, that was surveyed felt like they didn't need to be in an office space to be productive. Uh, and on top of that, you know, 60% uh, of App generation folks, or you know, half the millennials that were were interviewed or, or part of the study, felt that their smartphones or, or their laptops were really the only essential tools that they needed to be productive and get their work done. So those are all trends that, um, as a business, we're uh, very keen to to be aware of, and and we're trying to make sure that we're serving as we deliver our solution.
0: Great, thanks, Lisa. Do you have an opinion on that talk? I would, uh, I would
2: echo, but uh, to add on to what Chris is saying, you know, we've, we've already seen this in um, a lot of corporate environments that this is where they're trying to go. What uh, I don't think anybody ever planned for was something that would force the entire world to get there. And uh, it, it's been interesting to, to, you know, to Chris's point is a lot of organizations want to be able to be more sort of future thinking but didn't always know how successfully they could get to the next level. Um, could they be as productive with a distributed work uh, environment and, and so forth? And uh, yeah, I mean, as we, as we talk further, this, is, this has forced the hand um, for many organizations to, to figure it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Dean. What about yourself? Um, digital transformation seems to have almost happened overnight, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, 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 what do you see? Yeah,
3: it really has. It is fascinating to see how much this industry has changed. Right? It, you know, it, for a very long time, there was a lot of iterations and kind of communication, but all of it was, oh, my phone on my desktop and, and and or the conference room with the big video. That that was about it, right? And and very quickly we migrated to to more of the software type model and, and now I can use my computer. And then and then obviously, you know, today I can do everything that I need to do from my phone. You know, I can message people, go right to a phone call, go right to a video call. And it's kind of fascinating and amazing to me to think that, you know, 10 years ago it was predominantly, uh, my phone was on my desk and that's how I communicated with people. And, and maybe I had uh, the occasional video conference and, and now for us, you know, with, with views, I don't, I don't know the last time I wasn't on video in a call, even if it's a one-to-one call or it's an entire team um, that's going on. It's just second nature to, to us. And as, as Chris was mentioning, you know, obviously the younger generation, it's, it's almost, they don't even understand when you don't use video in, in many cases. So it is fascinating to see the changes. Um, it's also interesting to see how how organizations are pulling in the older generations, right? I mean, we're in a situation where we have five generations at work. So you kind of have to deal with how do you balance the, the, the differences and kind of how people work from a generational standpoint. And I think that's where you see the companies that are successful are, are so when they're so focused on the user, right, and how they utilize the, the application or the platform or the tools then that really comes through because it makes it easier for anybody to adopt regardless of sort of what their preferences or, or, or maybe that generational gap that you might see.
0: Yeah, that's a really, really interesting point, isn't it? And leads us nicely onto the next question. I was going to kind of put to Lisa first of all, but with the rapid adoption of remote working, uh, you know, we, we've seen all kinds of challenges in the workforce and you mentioned generations there, but Lisa, what kinds of uh, challenges are you seeing right now with remote working?
2: So first off, I, I, I think nobody would argue that there was um, no company that had ever written a business continuity plan in the event the entire world had to figure out how to work remotely. I, I don't think that that was ever thought of, right? So um, what what one thing to highlight is that a lot of our customers had a very small window of opportunity to try to figure out how to get their employees who were not maybe previously set up to work from home because it wasn't their um, sort of the most productive way to do their job, let's say. And they, the customers were focused on how do I do something quickly, um, fast, easy to get the most productivity we can keep business flowing. And I think it, it's been truly a challenge for a lot of organizations who didn't maybe already sort of progress into utilizing things like soft phone and, and video meetings and, and chat features and such. And it really forced them to start to think really quickly on what is the next step. So what we've been working through with our customers is those who took more of a temporary measure, it wasn't maybe a a full-on production sort of model of what we would typically roll out with a customer on a a full UCAS solution. What we find is that we are spending more time talking through, okay, what happens next? How do we enable your users, as an example, on the proper use of our mobile solution or soft phones or what have you? You know, we've done a ton of enablement calls, we've been training the trainer, so to speak, so that our customers and from an administrative perspective can be very successful uh, getting out into their users in front of the users and helping them to to use something that maybe was new to them because they didn't previously um, need to use a laptop for a soft phone. They were used to, like Dean said, they're used to doing you know the old fashioned pick up your, head, your handset type of thing. So those challenges are, are real and, and we work through that. We have been on the phone. My teams are always, whether it's reacting or proactively, on the phones all day long taking calls setting up meetings and working through to make sure that they can be the most successful they can be during this time.
0: Great stuff. And Dean, what do you see from your perspective any any particular challenges stand out for you?
3: Yeah, you know, it it is interesting. As Lisa mentioned, this this clearly has accelerated the time frame that I think a lot of organizations were were thinking about. I mean, you know, when you look at this, this market for, for migrating, it's, it's a very large market with, with a very little penetration in it right now. And, and that's clearly going to change, you know, very quickly as we get to this level of, of companies are no longer thinking, oh, my next platform is going to be, you know, in the cloud. It's now, oh, what do I need to do to get my people enabled? I need to go to the cloud right now. Um, so I think that you're, you, you are seeing that, that accelerated time frame, and it is, as Lisa mentioned, you know, it's probably forced some hands and, 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 forced some uncomfortable situations, but the good news is that I think that companies are seeing that they can do it. I think that's the, the key, right? Uh, that was always probably maybe the last hurdle for a lot of organizations is, is it okay for me to say that people can work from home? Can people be productive? Can we do this? This has answered that question very, very succinctly and very quickly. So now it's what is the best way to migrate? And, and, and that's where I think, you know, for us as an organization, you know, we, we, we look at our cloud migration strategy as a big point of what we, of what we look at. You know, it's, it, it used to be the old days that an IT person would just drop off the phone at your desk and here you go. Good luck. And here's a little card that shows you how to do all these things. And now there's a it's a much bigger transition. You're talking about transitioning, you know, three or four different types of modality of communication into say a single application um, that is accessible on your desktop, your browser, your your mobile app, and and regardless of how user friendly they are, that's not a, that's not always an easy transition. So, you know, an organization like ours, we don't have the luxury of just saying, hey, here's some software, go go have fun. You know, we are talking about enterprise organizations with tens of thousands of users. That's an adoption methodology that is that that you have to go back to some sort of the tried and true of the older traditional type of models. And and I think that people are recognizing that, that even though this is a cloud-based solution, that even though this is kind of software forward, that requirements of, of sort of migrating uh, as you would in more of a traditional large project is, is a big part of it. So we're sort of coming at that from the back end with, this, with what's going on right now, right? Some people had to kind of do the migration and now we're doing all the things that we would traditionally do in an implementation. Um, sort of on the back end as as we're bringing people up into this new world.
0: That's a really interesting point you just made there. And and Chris, what do you see from your perspective? Because Fuse are a large organization themselves. So, I mean, you must have had to do that yourselves quite quickly and then offer those services to your customers as well. So, interested to hear your perspective.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, internally, uh, from a Fuse uh, perspective, um, I feel quite fortunate and and grateful that... uh, you know, remote work is, is part of our DNA and, and we were very uh, quickly able to um, efficiently move to a 100% uh, remote workforce, just because of our familiarity with uh, the Fuse platform itself in terms of a communication and collaboration solution, but then just, you know, our cloud first uh, IT strategy, basically enabling uh, Fusers we call uh, our employees uh, to be productive as soon as they're onboarded uh, into the business. So from that perspective, we we didn't struggle too much, thankfully. Uh, but I will add as uh, Lisa and Dean uh, had some great points in terms of the challenges that I think others are facing. Um, maybe a couple that I would add would be uh, security. Uh, there's some new challenges from a security perspective that I think CIOs and IT leaders have had to uh, wrestle with um, those that have got ahead of the curve on identity management, as an example, asset management, uh, endpoint security, um, making sure that uh, they have well-defined incident management processes and procedures for issues that come up, and then just making sure from uh, an IT support perspective, you have adequate resources and tools uh, that are necessary for supporting a remote workforce, 100% remote workforce. I think those are probably all things that, as Lisa uh, suggested, you know, probably weren't well thought out for 100% remote workforce, but may have been thought through for a, you know essential workforce that you, know, you might uh, consider for a regional outage of some sort. Uh, and then I guess my last point would be in terms of the challenges is, is from a cultural and, and people perspective. Um, I think managers are, are probably struggling a bit, you know, you know perhaps some of the uh, the vintage generations uh, more so than others with, you know, focusing on performance and, and productivity as opposed to uh, focusing on their, you know, folks' attendance inside offices and facilities to measure You know, employee value. So those are all things that uh, I think have come into play here as as uh, COVID nineteen has played out.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Chris. And a question for Dean then. And with the current pandemic in mind, is the future of work happening right now? Do you think are we seeing overnight adoption of, of tomorrow's technology?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's it's it really is. You know, it has jump-started that, that change in, in many ways, right? Uh, obviously, as, as, we've, as we've talked about, the, the fact that all of a sudden everybody has to figure out how to work from home, and, and that obviously brings lots of challenges. We, we've hit a lot on the technology side of it, um, and, and having the right tool makes that, makes that an easier solution. So obviously, as we've mentioned, organizations are going to be trying to figure that out, looking at retooling or, 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 or changing you know what they're doing that way. But I think you're gonna see a, a, a massive shift in, in the people side, and, and Chris kind of nailed that there at the end. You know, we, we always talk a lot about technology enablement, but just as important is the people enablement. And that goes to every level, as Chris talked about. That's that's management that has the buy-in and says, hey, this is something that we can do, and this is, this is what, we, what we need to do, to enabling people with all of the tools that they need to be able to work remotely and, and, and function in, in that environment. Um, so, so I think you are seeing that. And, you know, we're going to see, a, I think, a shift in just workplace dynamics in general. Um, you know, this thing could be with us for a little while. So we could be seeing a situation where we look at A and B shifts, where A shifts are coming into the office on Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesday, the office is cleaned and the B shift comes in on Thursdays and Fridays and everyone works from home when they're not in the office. Um, so your tools are going to have to be able to, to allow you to, you know, if, if we go to that point where, where we start going back in. I'm also going to have to be able to do that, replicate that, right back away to home if if I need to. Um, so I think that we are seeing a, a pretty pretty dynamic shift in in the future of work. Because I think we can take the future out of it and just say this is how we're working for right now, um, because we are you know we are in the midst of this, and, and and having the right tools is what it's allowing people to to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Chris. would you like to follow up on that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think um, I, actually, as as recent as this morning, I I was reading uh, an article in the Wall Street Journal. I think it was the IDC's uh, CEO that said, uh, as a result of COVID nineteen, uh, he believes there there will be a premium on agility and and cloud and and I forget what he exactly he said, but you know, focusing on you know, finding and implementing solutions that give enterprises the highest degree of agility possible. So I think there'll be a premium on, you know, simple solutions, again, uh, for those younger generations. um, You know, the tools that they're used to using outside the office, making sure that those are there inside, uh, making sure the tools that, you know, they're using from a communication and collaboration perspective. It'll work well with other tools that are used throughout the business, um, and just increasingly uh, having a focus on, you know, allowing the the organization to to move rapidly you know, as uh, circumstances change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and the cloud does that, doesn't it? And you wouldn't. It does. You wouldn't normally uh, uh, associate enterprise organizations with agility uh <laughs> but but it can be done right so uh with these technologies and services available now it can be done um uh, lisa what what do you think uh, you customers you, you you're heavily involved in customer success so i'd be interested to hear your your perspective um you know
2: yeah i'm happy to share a few things well the future of work there's so many changes that i i think that we will see. Um, first off, I'm going to focus more on the positives. I think there's plenty of potential negatives, but to think of, if I can, uh, it, you know, um, think about where I think the, the good things that are going to come out of this would be. I think we're going to see different industries that previously felt as though they couldn't do um, in a distributed work environment are going to be uh, really creatively leveraging different tools, a different workplace, a different mindset. Um, that may allow them to do their bus biz- to uh, to offer their business for a um, maybe even at a different cost. In other words, maybe lower lower uh, lower overhead because they don't need as much brick and mortar things like that. I think you're going to see new personas that um, instead of having FaceTime, you will be able to get uh, faster service because folks will be leveraging um, a remote video, whether it's telemedicine or um, you know any type of sort of uh, practice that you always thought was always an in-person sort of service, they will offer more remotely now. I think that you'll start to see um, as, a, uh, as a competitive advantage, some organizations will now be very proud of their business continuity slash work from home offering so that as a competitive advantage, they could attract, uh, you know, top talent, uh, I think there's, there's many things that will um, will come as an outcome of, of the situation and, and the future of work will absolutely not go back. And um, while there may be a lot of really unfortunate situations that do occur for, for those that simply are not able to do their jobs because they can't possibly do this remotely, um, regardless of that, I do still believe there will be a lot of very interesting creative success stories that arise as a result
0: of what we're going through right now great stuff thank you and you know just as a kind of final question for you all i'd like to just kind of get the crystal ball out for a moment and kind of look into the future but um chris start with you in terms of what do you think the the future what will look like kind of you know six months 12 months from now uh lisa's touched on a few there but you know, do you think uh, from a CIO's perspective, certainly uh, it, it's going to be different. You're going to have to rewrite these business continuity plans. Uh, what, what's the future work going to look like?
1: Yeah, again, going back to the, the, the idea that agility will, will be the premium, right? Um, you know, making sure whatever you know, solution uh, that you seek out uh, to either replace a solution or to enhance the solution that you're thinking about agility, you're thinking about um, you know what what solution will adapt to any changing circumstance that might exist either internally or externally. So openness, adaptability. Um, you know, from a cultural perspective, I you know again I think shift uh, towards a non a non hierarchical culture is. It definitely uh, works with this younger generation, um, and focusing on again performance and productivity, and and not a focus on being in the office and and being present as a measure of uh, employee value.
0: Well, that's a very interesting point, isn't it? Uh, in, in terms of employee value, um, Dean, what, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I think that I think that you know
3: I kind of hint, hinted a little bit about it, that there's probably going to be some shifts in in sort of the general way that we do business. Um, but I think you know one of the things that we we don't often or we we sort of talk about but we don't think about as much because we're trying to think about how do we get through this and how do we do business is we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. Um, the customers we're serving, their customers that they're serving. They're all serving, people are all having to be in in a situation where, you know, we're not, we're not getting to work from home because of this. This, this is, this is forcing us to, to be in this situation where we're all, we're all working from home. And. I think that that changes a little bit of just the general philosophy of how we communicate because we all understand a little bit more about each other now than I think we maybe did before. Because when we're communicating with somebody who is my support staff or somebody who's whatever, I, I know that they're probably at home. Um, and if I'm on video, I've probably seen that. So I think you're going to see, I think a little more kind of personal level of engagement um, when, when you're talking about B2B or B2C, whatever type of company you are, because there is a level of personal aspect to this that, that you're going to see. Um, So even when we go back to going to the office and and bouncing between office and home might be, I think there's going to be hopefully a little bit more uh, humanity in in some of the the aspects of the future of work.
0: Indeed, we hope so. Lisa, would you like to add anything on there at all? I I do think we
2: cover it a lot. I think um, (laughs) I'll build off of Dean's comment to say, I think the human aspect of this whole situation where you cannot physically be Near and uh, your some of your family and your friends and your coworkers, it has given I think a lot of us a, a different level of appreciation for each other. Whether you're an employer and your employees, or your employee, employees of your employer, it it really is um, there's a change and there's more of a, a connection. Whether whether we again intentionally try to make it or not, I just think there's a different level of appreciation that's happening right now for when we do speak with each other and and what it means. From a sales leader perspective, I think that the crystal ball tells me that um, there will be many, many more organizations that will give up the traditional workspace um, and and the costs associated with it to allow their folks to work from home, whether full-time or in a staggered environment because it can be done. The traditional inside sales teams are equally productive being able to utilize a tool like what we offer um, to stay in touch with each other, their customers, you know, it's, I think that that is one of the biggest changes and that's, and that's going to uh, positively impact a, a lot of corporations. Mm,
0: thank you. Uh, it's been great speaking to you all today. So lots to reflect on indeed. Uh, I believe there's lots of information on COVID-19 and remote working technology on your website of fuse.com. Uh, you can even get a demo if you're looking to, uh, you know, trial the technology. Um, but Chris, Lisa and Dean, I really appreciate you talking to me today and take your time out. Uh, so thank you for joining me. Thanks for having us. Okay. Thanks. And don't forget if you've enjoyed today's session, we'd really appreciate a like or a share. So see you again soon.